Welcome to Understanding Our Times, a program where we focus on current events that are happening in the country and around the world from a biblical worldview. And Josh, I just got back from a wonderful trip. I was in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Hawaii, and uh, I want to give a shout out to all our friends there. Uh, People are watching, people are paying attention, and uh, I just want to thank you for tuning in and and following the program. and we're going to do our best to keep everybody uh, updated on all the current events that are happening. And depicted in the opening video was the website He Gets Us. And that's been out there now for a few months. I've watched it. I've seen some of the commercials. But it really gained traction here mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend uh, from the Super Bowl. And we need to unpack this because I think it depicts Jesus in a view that isn't uh, what the gospel depicts. So let's just go to their website and look at the He Gets Us. So in one of the uh, questions, they talk about who is Jesus and his different views on different things. He didn't let pro this and anti that opinions prohibit him from seeing the values in all people. He Gets Us invites you to explore Jesus' story on your own terms and at your own pace. And then it goes on to say, our campaign promises humble perspectives from a diverse group of Jesus fans and followers with a variety of faith journeys and lived experiences bound by a common desire. So let's unpack this. Who are they depicting Jesus as from your point of view? Yeah, really. I think that they're just saying we, we're coming at this from a bunch of different angles. And it's, it's almost like a to begin with, it's a choose your own adventurous an adventure on who Jesus is. Right. So, well, we you know, and they answer the question. You go right to their website, and it says, "Who do you believe Jesus is?" And if you scroll down a little bit, it says it wouldn't be hard to guess that many of those backing the campaign believe that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. He gets us is an initiative of Come Near Inc., a nonprofit organization committed to sharing the life and love of Jesus that believes Jesus was human and divine. He rose from the dead and more. No matter who you are and what you believe, we're glad you're here. Now, they don't get into the who is, you know, the, yeah, the he rose from the dead and more. They don't depict really who Jesus is because there's a lot more than uh, he just rose from the dead um, and, and who they believe Jesus is. So, we're going to look at a, a quick video of exactly uh, who they believe he is from the co-producer uh, of the he, he Gets Us movement. So let's take a look and listen to what he has to say about it. Well, Jason Vanderground is the president of the marketing firm Haven and a co-creator of the He Gets Us campaign. Jason, welcome. Great to have you with us. Uh, so let's just start with some of that criticism. Allie Beth Stuckey and others have accused you of heresy. Others say the commercials imply that Jesus is okay with sin. What do you say to your critics, Jason? I think one thing would be good for us to go back and just look at the Gospels. And there, you know, we see Jesus at the Last Supper and he 
gets down and goes around the table and all 12 of his disciples, you know, including Judas, who was going to betray him and Peter, who was going to deny him. And so we think that there's something in the act of treating each other with dignity and respect, being humble enough to do that. That doesn't mean we necessarily agree on every single position we might have. So in that clip, now we know Jesus didn't preach hate. That, that That's pretty well established. But they kind of uh, try and, and twist and turn the gospel a little bit to, to make it seem like Jesus is in favor of just about any anything and everything, depending on what your worldview is here. And the question I think we have to ask is, do these videos reaffirm sin? Um, basically, it seems like a these videos um, are uh, depict a, a, an anti hate, but it's the oppressed versus the oppressors, mm-hmm. and that Jesus is a social justice warrior yeah. for for all of these causes that are out there right now. Is, it, is that your yeah, interpretation? Yeah, and I think it's interesting because she asks him, what do you have to say to your critics? He says, well, let's go to the Gospels, which is a great answer, but he just goes straight to John 13 and, and Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Well, remember, in John 13, contextually, these is, this is the end of Jesus' life. His disciples have been following him for about three years, so they believe him. Jesus affirms that in John 13 that they see him as Lord, as their master, as their savior. So they have already followed him, they've already believed, and then he's washing their feet. But let's even take it back further and let John himself tell us who Jesus is. Uh, in John chapter 1, um, verse 19, this is what Uh, John records. He says, and this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So John the Baptist is laying out, he's not the Christ. So we continue on verse 21. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you a prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And the prophet of Isaiah says, verse 25, and they asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither a prophet nor the Christ nor Elijah? And John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one who you do not know. And even who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. So John says, I'm not the Christ. I've just come to prepare the way. And then Jesus comes onto the scene in John 1, 29. The next day, he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, he who comes after me, a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. So Jesus comes on the scene. John says, this is the guy I came to prepare the way for, the one who's going to take away the sin of the world. That's who Jesus is. He's the Lamb of God who came to live a perfect life, die a perfect death of atonement on the cross that whoever would believe in him would receive eternal life and their sins would be washed away. They'd be transformed. And that's what I see this, this website. Uh, it, it doesn't depict the true meaning of the gospel, the true message of the gospel. It seems like it's a watered-down version where they try and make Jesus out to be something he's really not. Mm-hmm. Or 
worse anything that we want Jesus to believe. So let's go back to their website again and, and see what they say. It says, our work represents the input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as well as many others who, though not Christians, share a deep admiration for the man that Jesus was. And we are deeply inspired and curious to explore his story. We look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens to find new relevance and often overlooked moments and themes from his life. So it's kind of a little truth, and then you twist it a little bit. In other words, there's a new relevance to the Bible. Is there a new revelation out there that we haven't heard of? Or is the Bible the same yesterday, today, and forever where they're coming across as, hey, look at this new thing, this new idea, mm -hmm. this new Jesus that's out there that you don't even know about that we're going to reveal to you. Is there is there a new revelation? Revelation out there? And, and I think that's important to, to really get to. They want to bring new relevancy to Jesus. Jesus has always been relevant. He always will be relevant. Why? Because he's the creator of the world. Paul tells us in Colossians 1 that Jesus was there in the beginning creating things. John tells us the exact same thing. There is nothing new about Jesus from the scriptures. They're all there. He is um, perfect. He is the Savior. He's the one who calls us to turn from our sins and to turn to him. Um, that's why I think it's so awesome that the Bible has four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in those four Gospels, we have one message, one life, Jesus, from four different perspectives that give us four angles on the full view of Jesus. And there's nothing new that this uh, website, these, this group of people he gets us has found. It is the same Jesus who came to seek and to save the lost. Which brings us to the, that very point. Why did Jesus come here in the first place? Was it to, like they're saying, wash feet, or was it for the forgiveness of sin? So let's go to their website. Let's go to the uh, co-creator of this uh, video series and see if there is any mention of sin and repentance, which is one of the main themes of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, for those who agree with you on the idea that Jesus loves all of us, but they point out that he also calls us to turn from our sin, is that something that he gets us would, would ever touch on? You know, we, we have these very quick introductions. You were saying, you know, even one of our ads was 15 seconds long. And so what we're trying to do is show certain qualities of Jesus that the American people relate with and then invite them to our website where they can learn more. And so even the two ads that you mentioned, we go into very significant detail about what Jesus meant, what his message was, what foot washing is all about. And so it's on our website that people will get a lot more information about that. And Josh, here again, he doesn't answer the question about sin and repentance. There is no mention of that uh, on their website. We went there. It, it seems more focused on foot washing than on the repentance of sin. So we went to their website. Mm -hmm. uh, you went there, and what did you find when you went to the yeah. website? So you know, most websites, you can search the content of the site. So I pushed the search button, I typed in repentance, and hit search. And this is what we came up with. This is what show, it showed me on their website. Sorry, nothing matched your search. Jesus may have all the answers, but we're still working on it. This is a huge aspect of the gospel. Believe and repent. Repent and believe. Turn from your sin and turn towards Jesus. He'll wash you white as snow. 
And that, I think, is the main theme of this website. It's everything is accepted. Everyone is accepted. Jesus is love. Therefore, he loves everyone. And not just everyone, but the actual uh, acts that the Bible talks about is sin. So I I looked up one of their uh, icons there, and it says, what is your stance on the LGBTQ community? And here's what they said. Many of those who represent Jesus have made people uh, in the LGBTQ community feel judged and excluded. And to some extent, that's probably true. Absolutely. People are very judgmental about this. Uh, So let us be clear. In our opinion, Jesus loves gay people and loves trans people. The LGBTQ community, like all people, is invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider his example of unconditional love, grace, and forgiveness of others. Now, all of that's true. But when you read that, you say, hey, if I'm in, it doesn't matter what sin you're involved. If you're a liar, if you're a thief, if you're an adulterer, Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't condone that behavior, nor does he uh, condone sexual immorality. And when you read these lines from their website, it seems like Jesus is all loving, all caring, Mm -hmm. all accepting of these behaviors. Is that what the gospel says? Well, when it comes down to it, like you said there, we would agree with that statement. Yes, Jesus loves gay people. Yes, Jesus loves trans people. He came to die for their sin and that they would receive him. And so, yes, that's absolutely true, but we can't stay there. Uh, I think it's very important to recognize that it's okay to not be okay, a- aka sinful, but it's not okay to stay there. It's okay to not to to be sinful, to to live a life that is broken and evil before Jesus. But once you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's not okay to continue in that sin. This is exactly what Paul talks about in the book of Colossians chapter 3. I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful uh, explanation. Colossians 3.1, if then you have been raised with Christ, that is, you've, you've trusted in him and you have received eternal life, he says, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. These are beautiful verses that give us our hope that if we've trusted in Christ, we look to Christ, we turn from the world, and we cling to Jesus because we will be with him. But Paul continues the thought in verse 5 by saying this, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So do you see what Paul says there? If you are in Christ, praise God. You will see him. You have received eternal life. Now, before you receive that actual eternal life, before you walk into glory, you need to live differently. You need to put to death what is earthly in you. Take off the old dirty garments and put on the new garments of Christ and walk in righteousness. Put to death all the things that were characteristic of you previously whether that's your hatefulness, your uh, sinfulness, your, your lying, your deceit, your sexual immorality, all of it is to be put off when we put on Christ. 
We, it's okay to not be okay. Jesus doesn't require us to fully change our lives before we can be saved. It's just not okay to stay there. It is after we receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior that we are to live differently. We are to die to the old man and put on the new. Absolutely, Josh. That's a great rendition of what we should be doing. Um, it, it goes back to a couple programs ago when we talked about misinformation, disinformation. Folks, mm-hmm. there's going to be so much misinformation put out there. And then there's going to be a lot of criticism for us pushing back against this because we're here to tell the truth. And the truth is found in the gospel. We don't have to make anything up. Uh, We're not going to skirt around these issues. And unfortunately, I think websites like this and campaigns like this make Christ out to be something that he isn't totally, I mean, there's partial truths wrapped around a lot of deception, and that's what we're seeing. And the pushback is going to be severe, I think, from ministries like ours that are out there and want to tell the truth. And if if you really want to know, go, go to Romans 1, 18 through 32. I mean, it depicts it clearly what uh, God's judgment is going to be. Yeah. And people don't want to talk about God's judgment. They only want to talk about the love and peace and grace that God has, and he does but they don't want to talk about God's judgment, let alone God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And in verse 32 of Romans 1, it tells us that those that do those things are deserving of death. Mm -hmm. And uh, God is serious about it. God is serious about sin. And we need to take sin seriously. Websites like He Gets Us need to take sin seriously. So uh, I think that'll be our message uh, for the week. So make sure you discern everything you take in because I've noticed that the uh, response, especially on the social media sites to this, are just overwhelming. The, oh, this is great. Yeah, this makes me feel good because now it justifies uh, some of the things that I'm doing and that I believe in. So be very careful, church. All right, uh, we've got a few announcements here. Uh, Josh and I are going to be in Canada February 22nd through the 25th. We're going to be at the Maranatha Bible Conference, uh, New Ireland Mennonite Church in Leamington, Ontario. And then we're all heading down to the Orlando Prophecy Conference. It's put on by Prophecy Watchers. If you want more information, go to their website. It's info at Paradise Travel Groups. If you want to get a hotel or go to the prophecywatchers.com website. They'll give you all the information. There's a variety of speakers uh, that are going to be there. It's going to be an amazing time, I think. It's going to be a great time to meet people that uh, maybe you haven't had a chance to meet before. And then, Josh, we're going to Washington, aren't we, uh, coming up here? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to head to uh, Lakewood, Washington, uh, March uh, 14th. I'll be speaking March 17th as well. And it's going to be at Lake City Community Church on March 14th from 5 to 8.30 p.m. So come on out if you're in those areas and join us. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, Make sure you go to our website, olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org. Download our app. All of the programs that Josh and I do and all the programs that Jan does are on our website. You can archive any of those and go back to them and refer to them. Please share these with your friends because these are important topics I think that need to get out there right now because many people, we talked about this, are going to be deceived in these last days and and the world is going to put out a different gospel and a different Jesus and we need to be prepared to push back against that. Amen? Amen. Let me just say one last thing. In Romans chapter 5, we get a very 
clear view of Jesus and what he did. Romans 5, 6 says this, While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Did you catch that? While we were weak, ungodly, sinful enemies, Christ died for us. Every one of us was a weak, ungodly, sinful enemy because we were separated from God. But Christ in his love, his mercy, his grace, and his compassion died for us. And once you believe in Jesus, receive him as your Lord and Savior, and turn from your old self and turn towards Christ, you receive reconciliation. It's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. We have to hear the whole gospel, and we have to proclaim the whole gospel. And that's what we're here to do. Well, amen. Well, join us next week uh, as we look at another topic that will be going on in our country and around the world. And until then, may God's grace be with you all. Thank you. Thank you.